Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Five. See, when I come from the school of radio, and the number one thing they tell you that's such a hacky thing to do is to not sing over the records as they're playing. And that's why here every week on GDP Radio Live, I start humming the intro to the Nirvana song. So uh, just uh, I'm breaking all the rules, baby. <laughs> what's going on, my friends? It is another episode of DDP Radio Live right here at ddpradio.com. My name is Mike Mullins. I currently reside at the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. This isn't just an office base. This is my home base. I got my own little quarters down in the basement. It's like Phantom of the Opera style. And every night I run up the stairs, try to get to the top quickly as possible because usually I'm running late and things are falling apart as we go on the air. And I climb (laughs) up to the top of the roof. And on that rooftop is a staircase, and I take that staircase. I open up the door to the roof, and suddenly the world I'm in is black and white, and there's music playing. Am I taking to the twilight zone? Where am I? This is unusual. And I jump off of the building, flying through the air, and suddenly I find myself on the wispy, cool air of Mount Ontario, the mountain on top of the mountain on top of the mountain on top of Mount Ontario, and I hover over the homes, and I look into the window, and it's Crystal with a microphone and her headphones. And she goes, go back. We need DDP radio. And I bolt like a lightning bolt back to reality into the top of the DDP radio megaplex. Sparks ignite, and suddenly we're live. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host, DDP radio, Crystal Stewart, how are you? <laughs> you thought all week about that, didn't you? I know you did. The, you know the scary thing is? I don't what? think about these until I start saying them. That's how insane I am. <laughs> I really don't. I swear. I I actually, it, it's become a thing, and I think if I tried to plan it out, it would just become a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Any more than it already is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, I talked about jumping off the, the roof of the Megaplex, and all I can think about is that um, that old Bill Hicks uh, joke where he talks about somebody high on acid jumping off of the roof because he thinks he could fly when maybe if you're high yep. on acid you could think you should fly you could take off from the ground first instead of trying it at the roof level <laughs> 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 try it try it from the floor first oh uh, anyway we're Wednesday. already out of control <laughs> right all right I love i'm Wednesday. gonna attempt 
I'm going to attempt to reel things back in as quickly as possible. Hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I know, Crystal, your Thanksgiving was a couple months ago, but I hope you uh, you had a lovely week off, and I uh, appreciate everyone accommodating uh, my Thanksgiving off and all this stuff. You guys are, are awesome. Thank you. And um, we have our guest. Uh, he's in the queue right now. I just saw a hand pop up. And, see, Crystal, you – are are the key component to this show because anyone can be a tap dancing monkey and just, you know, entertain the crowd and be an idiot <laughs> like I am. But you're the reason we actually go on the air because you're organized and you've got all these, you know, ambitious, like months in ahead guest planned. And every week you bring us another inspiring guest. And I honestly don't know how to do it. All I know how to do is tap dance and, and, uh, and look like an idiot, but you are the, the, the gears that hold the show together. And this week I have heard that you've brought us another really inspiring story. And I would love you to introduce our guest because I know how hard you work uh, putting all this together. So I always like you to do the introductions because I ain't taking credit for your hard work. Well, I mean, it's a team effort, but you know, <laughs> I can do it. Yeah, a, a team, um, a team effort. You're, 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 uh, <laughs> you're uh, Michael uh, George Michael, and I'm Andrew Ridgely. That's the team effort going on here. <laughs> oh boy, we are gonna have so much fun. Um, so this week, um, I have to admit, um, there was a bit of a scheduling conflict, so we had to jumble things around. But this week. No less, we are bringing another great guest, and this is my friend, Mike Phelps, and he, um, oh, he's been putting the work in. I mean, you know, when I dive in and I research, and boy, do I research, absolutely everybody I can get my hands on, and his name came up in so many circles, I had to have him on, so I can't wait for you to hear all about him. I know his backstory, but I don't want to ruin it for everyone. So um, just know he has been chosen for this week's Warrior of the Week, and I'm so excited to talk to him. I can't wait. So please welcome my friend, Mike Phelps. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey. What's going on, man? Awesome, yeah. Hey, uh, I'm kind of exhausted after listening to your opening uh, story there about running upstairs and jumping. How do you think my wife like feels? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm excited about all the gains I've made since doing DDPY, but I'm not sure I'm quite ready to take it to that level yet. So <laughs> I got to right, well, master Black Crow first. <laughs> yeah, amen. Uh, that, yeah, that's that's one of those moves that like it's it, it really is just one of those things. It's a milestone when you hit it. Uh, you know, when I was doing all my DDPY videos back in the day, I put out uh, one called Big Man's Black Crow, and it's out of all the videos I did, it's gotten the most traffic, and people always reference it to this day. So if you get a chance, check it out because as a big guy, I will. You know, even with a lot more weight to lose, I was still able to get into that black crow position using a little bit of a, a, a technique. So. Um, definitely you should check that out because it's really helped a lot of people kind of get that. Um, But without any further ado, we always start this show with a question. You're a warrior of the week. You're the the warrior of the week, and every warrior has an origin story. What was it that made you take the leap to DDPY? I know Crystal had emailed me your backstory, but I honestly haven't gotten it yet. So I don't know if you actually sent it to Robert, but let's start at the beginning. Um, (laughs) What made you take the the jump to DDPY? 
Oh, boy. Well, let's see. How far back do I want to go? I guess uh, I'm not going to go all the way back to childhood. You know, I was a Husky kid uh, back in those days when you bought Husky jeans. But uh, then when I got into my teen years, it kind of slimmed down. I was always very active. I always liked to play sports, and uh, I I was a little bit of a runner for a while. And then when I probably got my early 30s, started having kids and stopped doing so much and and stopped being so active, started to kind of gain the weight. So over the years, I would engage in these crash diets, you know, the pills or the, the drinks or the, you know, the Dolly Parton diet where you just eat bananas and cucumbers and, you know, lose a few pounds. And then after a few weeks, then, you know, gain it right back. So, uh, but that's kind of how I lived my life uh, all the way up through my forties and even into my early fifties. And I remember in 2014, I saw on Facebook the whole Arthur Foreman video, and I'm not—I was not really a wrestling fan when I was growing up, so I didn't really know who Diamond Dallas Page was. But when I watched that video, I immediately had an affinity for this guy, thinking, "Wow, he really cares about people, and this seems to be a very sustainable program to not just lose weight because." That's kind of the the buzz phrase, the buzzword in our society is dropping the weight. But really, it's about total health. This guy really seems to have a great program for that. And then I scrolled past it and started checking out friend statuses, and you forget about it. And so in October of 2014, I started to have some chest pains just from walking around. And I didn't really think much about it. A couple weeks go by didn't happen again then it happened then it didn't and you forget about it and one night it got me so hard that I actually drove myself to the emergency room uh, I was divorced at the time and living by myself and I thought man Saturday night and if I die in this apartment it could potentially be four days before anybody finds me I got to go find out what's going on so I went to the hospital and uh, they kept me overnight the next day they did a heart cath and discovered that I had a 90% blockage in three major arteries, so I underwent a triple bypass. So I went into the hospital, came out seven days later. And, you know, when it come out of it, I had this great revelation that I now have this new lease on life. I'm going to stop eating cheeseburgers, French fries. I'm going to stop drinking beer. I'm going to start running again. I'm going to climb a damn mountain. I'm going to run marathons. You know, I've got this great lease on life. I'm going to do all these things. And for probably the first three months, I did pretty good. And then your foxhole religion kind of runs out. And, you know, that whole fear of dying kind of wanes a little bit. And you start thinking, I feel pretty good. I can I can do this. And, I, and I'm ashamed to say it, but I immediately just put weight back on, got inactive. And so over the next few years, kind of still struggle with that, you know keep the weight off a little bit, put it back on, keep it off, put it back on. So that brings us up to more recent times. And this is how I got involved with DDPY finally after six years. But last year I had a four-month assignment for work that was out of town. And so um, I took my workout clothes because I had this, you know, this this great optimism and this optimistic belief that I'm going to go to the gym when I get off work each day and but honestly, after working 12 hours a day, all I did was go eat, go back to the room, get a shower, watch some TV, go to bed, get up, go to the work, 
work 12 hours, go eat. So when I finally came back home after four months of that, I was tipping the scale at over 250 pounds, which was probably the heaviest I think I've maybe ever been. And so it was right around Christmas time, and my brother-in-law and my stepson, who which I'm married again now, is divorced at the time of my heart attack, but married again now. So those guys are big wrestling fans. They came over, and he says, hey, man, I just started doing this. Uh, he says, you ever hear of Diamond Dallas Page? I'm like, yeah. Isn't he the, the guy that does that yoga? He goes, yeah. But it's not yoga. It's DDPY yoga, so there's a big difference there. And he goes, but I just started doing it. Man, he said, I've only been doing it a couple of weeks, and it's incredible the differences that I feel. And he's not overweight. You know, he's skinny. He's a runner. But when he started talking to me about the differences and what he was feeling, I'm like, this has got to be a sign from God. It's time. And so in January, I, I paid for the DVDs, not realizing there was a, an app uh, to be had. So I bought the DVDs. And with my purchase, I got three months free on the app. And so after a few sessions of doing the, the DVDs, I, I started using the app. So that was in January. And so that kind of brings me to my DDPY experience because what is so different about this program than anything else I've ever done in my life is I have been doing this now for, I think my first workout was January 13th. And I just looked at my app before I came on this, this show, and I've done 718 workouts since January 13th. And of this year? Yeah, just this year. Oh, my God. I've wow, lost, that's awesome. I've lost 25 pounds, but that's not the big story because you can lose weight and still be unhealthy. But the amazing thing is I have no more pain. You know, I have a, a five-year-old granddaughter that I want to be able to run around and play with and, you know, for the next several years. I want I play softball two nights a week. Uh, I'll be 60 years old in eight days. So I play softball two nights a week in a 55 and over league. And this past year, for the first time, man, I can run around the bases and I'm not even winded. And there's flexibility. There's strength. I don't wake up in the morning and have to hobble across the floor until the joints kind of loosen up a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the pain is gone. Inflammation is gone. All of those things are in the mental aspect of just feeling strong. You know, you just like, I don't, I, I see too many people my age that just kind of sit around and almost wait to die. And I'm, and I'm just not going to do that. And so that was the turning point for me. And but the, the greatest thing about the DDPY experience has probably been the, the people that I've met, Crystal, uh, you know, being a prime example of meeting somebody that inspires you every day. And you look at people and you talk to people and you see their stories and you realize that, you know, man, these are people that have every excuse sit around feel sorry for themselves maybe they've got physical ailments they've got mental issues that they're having to deal with ptsds they've got emotional issues but every day they're on that mat and they're turning back those the hands of time and they're fighting those issues and 
you just you wake up and go, geez, I don't really feel that good today. I don't think I'll work out. And then you go, what the hell am I even talking about? I'm getting my ass on the mat because if they can do it, I can do it. If we can do it, anybody can do it. And so right. that's the, for me, and uh, it's just been, there's such an overwhelming sense of community. You know, this is my tribe. These are my people. You know, these are my warriors. And for the first time in my life, I honestly believe this is something I will do until the day I die. If Teddy can do it, who's, what, 80-something years old? Yep. I got plenty of time left, man. I'm going to keep getting stronger and stronger until the day I, I close my eyes for the last time. So in a nutshell, that's my DDPY story right there. That's awesome. That's beautiful, man. Wow. That's, you know, you made a great point there, too. Um, when when you had the uh, the quote, foxhole uh, religion, uh, which was, I love that, that phrase. I'm going to steal that and start using it. Um, sure. But sure. I love that because it is – it's one of those things that, you know, we all know what's coming for us. If we don't – you know, we all have the knowledge of, of what poor lifestyle choices do to us. And they don't become real really until you're sitting in, in a hospital bed. And then more often than not, you really just have that moment. And then somehow after all that, you know, horrible things that just happened, you, you kind of slide back into your habits. I've seen that happen yep. so many times. I've seen it happen with myself. And, yep. you know, it, it's really hard to kind of, you know, realize that and pull yourself back in. But you realize that at a perfect time Now you're 60 years old and, and you said it so many people, your age, you know, they're married. They, they, they've, you know, a lot of times people try to present themselves for as long as they can, but now you're on the back eyes of 60. You already got married. You've got kids. What, who am I trying to impress? And you slide back yeah. into that, like, that lifestyle. But people don't realize, you know, you see people now at advanced ages living life really well. And I mm-hmm. feel like we're almost conditioned to just accept, all right, well, now it's my, my, my recliner years and just waste away. And, DDPY, one of the, my favorite parts about the program was the fact that it's sustainable, like you had said. Yeah. And there's people able to do this, uh, you know, and once you, you start doing it, it becomes almost like a medical treatment because if you don't do it, you start seeing yourself declining and, or you start yeah. seeing, you know, your jo- joints aching again. I think it's so awesome that you've kind of, you know, having this second, like, uh, second uh, wind in life, you know, at 60, when a lot of people are thinking, my best years are behind you, you're literally in the best shape of your life. You're 100% right. I tell people this all the time, I do feel like I'm in better shape now than I was 20, 25 years ago. And and it didn't really hit me until uh, playing my first, second game of softball this year. And I, I you know, I always tell people I either want to, to uh, uh, strike out before, this is before DDPY, I'm like, I either want to strike out or hit a home run because I don't want to hit any ball where I have to run. But this year, you know, I hit a, a double, and I'm buzzing around the bases when I get on second base, and I'm standing there, and I'm going, wait a minute. I'm, I'm not even really breathing hard. This is pretty incredible, man. I never expected that because you're right. You get to a point where you go – Oh, well, and people say this all the time. Well, I ain't as young as I used to be. Uh, well, back in my younger days, I could have done that. But now, I don't know. You know, the body's not what it, That's bullshit. I'm sorry, bull crap. 
because no, you can say it. <laughs> okay, I just want to be careful. It's bullshit because uh, you know what's the old poem? I don't remember exactly how it goes, but it's like, do not go gently into that dark night, but you know, fight, fight against it. Yep. I mean, my thing is that, and we know this. Uh, here in the States, uh, in Canada, probably, I'm sure, is quite quite uh, similar, that every other commercial you see on television is for some kind of medication. And yep. we, we are so heavily medicated. And the measure of success for most of these medications is that you live longer. That's a bullshit measure of success. Because I don't want to live to be 90 if I can't even move and get up and I'm miserable and I'm a vegetable and I can't even enjoy life. I don't want that life. So my measure of success is not how long am I going to live, but it's how well am I going to live. Yep. How, how yeah. happy, how fulfilled, how mobile am I going to be when I live. So. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, and then you look back and you go, Jesus, why did it take me so long to figure this out? But then you start to look at our society and what what do you see besides medication? And sometimes it's in hand in hand with medication. But the other thing that you see all the time is weight loss. Weight loss, look skinny, look good, look young. Have, you know, procedures done to make yourself look young. Have hair implants, have lip injections, whatever it is that, you feel you need to do to continue to appear to be young and healthy and vibrant when there's really not a whole lot of thought that's given to what's going on inside my body that's making me healthy. Not so much young. It's just, you know, your, body, your, your chronological age is what your chronological age is. But it's what is my body telling me? And so, you know, no, I'm sorry. I was going to say, and, and the, uh, the the quick fixes are the big. I remember when I when I moved out to California for a little while. When I was going out there, I wanted to get in better shape. So my girlfriend at the time back home, I'm like, I got to get the. There was a Hollywood juice diet that there was on the on the shelves at yeah. Walgreens, and it was just all you drank was juice for seven days, and I lost weight. Yeah. And I'm like, and it and it all came back. But I said to her, she's like, well, I, I'm like, I didn't eat anything besides juice for seven days. She goes. Well, if you can do that, why can't you just eat chicken and healthy food? Like you've managed to starve right. yourself for seven days, but you can't sit there and put a vegetable on your plate. Like it's always <laughs> the quick fix we're looking for. No, you're, you're 100% right. And I, I remember seeing a documentary a few years ago called, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it, but but juicing was a portion of the documentary. And it was a really great segment because, uh, the guy who's the proponent, and it wasn't uh, fat, sick, and nearly dead, although that was a good one as well, but he talked about how that all these cosmetic uh, uh, products are made to try to, like, you know, heal your skin blemishes from the outside and take the bags from underneath your eyes and all these things. He says, what what we need to do is heal the body from the inside out yeah. rather from the outside in. And so that's one of the reasons that I really admire and respect DDP because he's he's the real deal. I mean, he, he's not out there trying to market a program to get rich. He's wanting to share with people that, hey, listen, I've been broken. I've been bruised. I've been bloodied. Uh, I've got arthritis issues, and I've got uh, chronic pain, and I've got – but. 
here's what I'm doing. In fact, to show you that I'm doing it, I'm going to put a new live on the app every <laughs> every other week because I'm doing this, and this is what this and, and and you can witness how my life is. And so, you know, that's somebody I can I can definitely throw my hat in the ring with that guy. I can get on board with that because he's preaching the nutrition piece of it, the mental and the emotional and the physical piece of it. And I honestly believe that's why this is such a, as you mentioned earlier, like a sustainable program because this is something you can do if you've only got 10 minutes and you can do two hours of it if you got time. You pick, you choose. But every yeah. day you're doing something to heal yourself from the inside out. And that's, that's real. That's authentic. You know, Mike, I I have this quote in the dungeon downstairs when I go to work out, and the quote is along the lines, I don't know the exact, but um, I didn't realize how bad I felt until I started feeling good. Um, mm. Did that apply to you as well? Oh, absolutely. That's a powerful yeah. quote. I love that quote. I love that quote. Because uh, I'm sure you guys have heard the analogy of the frog. You know, if you take a frog and throw it in a pot of boiling water, it's going to jump right back out. If you put the frog in a pan of or a, a, a pot of lukewarm water and start to boil it, you could potentially boil that frog alive. And I think that that, you know, if I felt really, 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 really great, and then all of a sudden one day I woke up and I had all these pains, I'd be jumping up and down going, I got to go get something done about this. But every day you feel a little worse and a little worse and a little worse. You don't even realize you're getting there. And then one day you're just like in this this state of inactivity and, you know, the old man groan every time you stand up because everything creaks and all that. And like you said, when you start to make those changes and then one day you go, oh, wow, I just stood up. And I didn't even make any noise. That's an NSV right there. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So I, I I agree with that, Chris. I think that's a I think that's a great quote. And then it becomes addictive because you're like, man, oh yeah, every day I'm feeling better and better and better. This this is something that I'm controlling. I don't have to get a doctor's prescription for this. I don't have to get medicine uh, for this or, or prescription filled for this. This is just me and my body, and we're working it. Like DDP says. Oil for the tin man and the tin woman. Yeah. Yeah. And, you I, I know, always... it's really kind of, I, oh, sorry, Mike. Um, it's really oh, kind of interesting when you go from living an existence where you are an option until you suddenly start making things a priority. And when that priority becomes your wellness or, you know, just how you feel in general, wow, everything changes. Everything shifts. Your mind gets cleaner. Your thoughts get cleaner. You just yeah. feel better everywhere, like across the board. It's an amazing thing. So congratulations. Well, thank you. And you're absolutely right. The mental aspect is something that I don't think we talk about a lot. Right. Because you, you – uh, you know, the endorphins, you know, we've always been told that if you're depressed, you should go out and do something and get active. And I, I do believe that. I agree with that 100%. But it, there's something, there's something so powerful about 
indicating to yourself, to your innermost being, that I now think you are important enough for me to do something that's going to benefit you and it's going to grow you and it's going to preserve you and it's going to make your life better. And you start to respect yourself because you're like, you're not treating me like shit anymore. You actually act like you care about me. I have self-respect at this point. And that's a powerful thing. It's very powerful. It it, it really is. And, and, you know, I I always tell people, and and you kind of nailed it on the head there, so many people are, are have a goal weight in mind or a place they want to mm-hmm. be. And I'm like, well, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But the real joy comes along the way, realizing you're getting things back or you can do something like when you realize yes. I can tie my shoe or I can, I can walk this far. Like those daily little things that you never realized that were taken from you. Like you put over a yes. long period of time, start reclaiming those things again. That's such a beautiful yes. moment. I'm like, the, the goals are great. But be present in the daily victories because that's the that's the drug that you that keeps you going. Yes, uh, you're 100 percent right, Mike. And I have a saying that I use a lot in, in uh, our Target Battalion website and, and even sometimes on the DDPY page. But but just remember, this is a marathon; it's not a sprint. And right, the reason I I say that is I have friends, you have friends, we all have friends, we all this family, we all know somebody who at one point in time has said. I need to lose 40 pounds by this date. Either I'm getting married or I'm going on vacation or I've got some special event and I really want to be at this particular weight because I know there's going to be a lot of pictures. I know I'm going to see friends and family I haven't seen in a while. And in essence, what we're saying is I want to impress them. I'm, I'm concerned about what I'm going to look like. And so I want to drop. So, man, it's pills, it's drinks, it's special diets, it's keto for a month or two months or whatever it takes to get to that weight. The event comes and goes, and then boom, uh, objective accomplished. You know, now, I'm, but then I start going back to those same old habits that got me there in the first place. And you have to look at this as a, a lifestyle. Not as a, mm. as a destination or not as a uh, a program, quote unquote, that lasts for X amount of weeks and then I'm done. It's this is something that I anticipate doing for the rest of my life. If I lost my phone today, and if my DVD player broke and I couldn't watch the DVDs, I've done enough DDPY in the last year that I can create my own program and do it just by myself in my bedroom, downstairs, out in the backyard, but I'm going to do it because this is, it's kind of the fountain of youth almost. The DDP says it's, it's, it's holding back the hands of time. And I don't look at a date and a weight on the scale. And once I hit those, those markers, then I'm done. You know, it's, this is it. Man. And this is the first Wait. program I've ever felt that way about. That's what makes this so amazing. Go ahead. Yeah, it's 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 really great that they treat the program like this. As you mentioned a little while ago, it, so much of life is is aesthetics right now. Um, and I'll be like, I'll, I'll say that I was a big kid growing up, and I wanted to lose weight so I'd look good enough for the pretty girls today. You know, that was always sure, my motivation. Sure. Well, I could wear cool clothes if I'm skinny. 
But as you get older, you really realize the the actual uh, you know situation you've gotten yourself into your weight, and it's no longer. But we live in a society where you know, look at the Instagram, you know, I, all the filters and all this stuff. We're oh, we, yeah. we we're more concerned about. People, uh, uh, we're not concerned about what we can do. We're concerned about what it looks like people think that we can do. And it's, yeah. it, it's really that culture of just, it's, it's phoniness. And it's, it's, we present this ideal person of ourselves, but we don't actually work to be that person because I could probably have the best sex plague in the world if I wanted to, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't because I can crop my photos where nobody sees my belly and I'll be fine. And it's really, <laughs> it's a weird time to be, uh, you know, it's a weird time, and I think that it honestly has made people it made it easier for people to hide themselves or hide things they need to work on or, or be healthier because Instagram or filters or cropping can take care of it for me. <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely right, and that you know, not to get too philosophical here, but I thought about this a few years ago. Uh, you know, back in the '40s and the '50s. Uh, Furniture, automobiles, houses, uh, name it. Those things were built out of real wood, out of thick steel. You know, they were made, you know, by hand in many cases, or at least certainly were made much more durable than they are nowadays. They were, you know, maybe a little bit more expensive, but you bought something that was going to last you for a very long time because it was real. It was genuine. It you know, the word sincere in the Greek just means without wax. And the reason that that word exists for us is because a couple hundred years ago when furniture makers would make a rocking chair, let's say, if the wood had a, a knot hole in it or something, some of the more, the less scrupulous furniture makers would just kind of fill that hole with wax and then paint over it so you'd never know it was there. But sometimes if that chair got a little too close to the fire and that wax melted, you could see that there was a a blemish. So furniture makers would literally advertise their furniture as sincere or without wax because it was the real deal. And that's the society I grew up in where things were made to last. And, you know, if you took a picture of somebody, you did it with either a really old camera or maybe a Polaroid. His bike started to get a little bit older, but you couldn't touch anything up. You couldn't Photoshop anything. Now, when you buy something, you don't really know what that's made of because we are so good at putting veneers over things and putting mm-hmm. uh, 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 an imitation front or an imitation cover over something that you don't know what's behind it. And that's the Facebook world we live in. You know, Everybody's got a great right. Facebook life. Your life on Facebook is perfect. But what's really I mean, going my, on? My wife thought I was Brad Pitt until we first met, so... <laughs> no, it it is. It, I, I call yeah. I call it I call it hashtag blessed syndrome because even no matter the nightmare yeah. going on, everyone presents everything as. <laughs> no, it's That's it great. is, and, and it's, you know that. to to bring it back, it really does. It creates an inauthenticity in people, and it really yeah. it's. I mean, I I could go on for this for days. I'm like I'll wrap myself up, but it's it's gross feeling, and I think we've lost the plot as people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. But, you know, there's a great indicator of how people are scared of the reality. When you when you go into the page, the DDPY yoga page, and new people join, I can't tell you how many times people have said, 
I was scared to take the pictures. Yep. I didn't want to see what I really look like. I don't want to admit that. I don't want to show anybody else that. But then you see that, you know, two or three, four months down the road when they've dropped some weight and they're really strong and they're happy, they put the picture side by side and it's like, holy crap, look at you. It's not just that you've dropped weight, but look at your face. You're smiling. You're vibrant. Your eyes are full of life. But before yeah. that, they didn't want to see, man. I don't want to – and I'm not, I'm not going to lie. There are times – that uh, I would see pictures of myself on Facebook that somebody else would post them like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? Um, That's uh, such a great point. The the change in people, I never really kind of put that together, the change in people between I don't want to show anybody what I look like without a shirt on to broadcasting it because you have gotten that self-respect. And now that picture is a source of pride of what, I can do and what yeah. you know it means something different nobody who came here because we needed to get in shape wanted to take those pictures i remember yep. when i first started in dallas you know i was talking to dallas and he's just like you got to take the pictures you got to take all of them <laughs> and i didn't see any kind of value in them and it's it really is it's it's something like it become it change those pictures change in meaning over the, your course and it becomes real almost a calling card of, of success for yourself Hey, that's yeah, right. and that's being, right. I mean, you know, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. Coming back from Summit, DDPY is not about the size of your ass. It's about getting your head out of it. <laughs> I love that. Well, I really, how that. true is that, though? Because yeah. really, I mean, how many times have you been so caught up in your head and you convince yourself that you can't do something. In the meantime, you haven't even tried. And this is, you know, this is part of the thing. If you just take the leap of faith and get on the mat, we've all been there. We all started the exact same spot. And that spot is the beginning. Yep. yep. It's even, even worse than, even worse than that is, not telling you something is knowing you can do something and convincing yourself you can't because it's too much work. Right. Like that's right. where I've felt, I've done that my whole life. I, you know, I would, I have one of those imposter syndromes, like whenever, you know, in radio and all this stuff, everyone tells you like, Oh, you're great at what you do. And deep down, I know what you do, but you always have that feeling that someone's going to discover that you just don't know what you're doing and you're just, you're, <laughs> you faked it and you're, you got yeah. lucky all this time. And I think that, in me, I often I won't even. I know that if I commit to things, I can get them done. I just have that once I'm, I dig my toes in. But a lot of times, I'll think to myself, "That's going to be a lot of work and a lot of effort." And what if? And what if? And you'll try to talk yourself out of even trying things. And yeah. it, it, you know, yoga and DDPY, DPI yoga would have been one of those things because I look at Diamond Dallas Page upside down in the promos, and I'd be like, "Nope." <laughs> Because that's never going to be me, and yeah. I think a lot of people have similar, you know, situations. Because you know, guys typically, you know, we weren't going to be caught dead doing yoga to steal his quote. And I think yeah. if it wasn't, if it was somebody besides Diamond Dallas Page, who you know, a lot of people can relate to, he's a gruff guy. He's like, okay, I can, I can hang with this guy. I think anybody else, it, there's an intimidation factor that I wouldn't even have attempted it. No, a hundred percent. 
But but I will say this though, I would I was way more inclined to do DDPY because of DDPY standing on his head because he's sixty something years old. Now, right. If he was twenty five and you know built like uh, you know uh, an Olympic weightlifter, bodybuilder, whatever, I might then at that point go, okay, that's not for me. That's for my sons. You know, they're, they're, they're in their twenties and thirties. They, but here's this guy who is, I, I, in fact, that was so cool because when I was doing one of the workouts the other day, I can't remember which one it is, but he says, uh, he was talking about the NFL players. He's like, if I can, if I can do this at just like four months from 60 and I'm like, Hey, I'm four months from 60. Yeah. I can do this. If that guy can do it, I can do it because we're the same age or we're, you know, in, in the, I'm the same age that he was in that, in that workout. And I think to me, that's the huge, the, the, the biggest selling point of all is that this guy shows you every single day that it can be done. And so for me, that was a big, huge selling point. I think one of the greatest things about Dallas is Dallas will convince you that you actually can do it. You might have this nagging little voice in the back of your head going, dude, I don't know. I don't think you should do that. You know, why don't you go sit on the couch? And Dallas is like, you can get off your ass and go do it. And I mean, that's one of the greatest things about Dallas is he's a people person and he believes in people and the power of being, you know, from where you are, he can see where you could be. And I mean, for most of us, we can't see where the possibility is where Dallas can. Yeah. No, uh, you're hundred yeah. percent right. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, man. Well, I was just going to say that the, one of the things that, that impresses me so much about, him as well is that in that DDPY yoga group, which is what roughly 60,000 members, uh, he's very regularly in that group commenting on people's posts and telling them what a great job they're doing. And he is very involved. And it's, it's very obvious to, to me, and I'm sure anybody who has, you know, half a brain that you know, this guy's not in this for the money. You know, I, nope. I mean, I'm happy that he's making a good living and I'm happy that he has a good life because he very well deserves it. I mean, but he's in this because he cares about people. And when you find somebody like that and you can hitch your wagon to that person, you now have a sense of purpose that even goes above and beyond you. So now, it's like yep. every day I'm excited to get up and I'm going to go do my workouts and I'm happy. And I post my workouts every day in the tiger battalion page, but I go into the main page and when I scroll through, it's like, I see somebody that's done something great. And I wanted to be down and jump in there and go, man, fantastic job. Great work. You're doing it. And then that whole sense of community, that groundswell of support and when somebody new comes in, it's like, hey, first day here, just got the DVDs, where should I start? Man, there's 20 people that want to jump right in and go, hey, great, welcome, let me help you out. So I know this is probably a 
kind of a silly analogy, but it's kind of like where Jesus had 12 disciples and he wanted them to kind of go out and multiply and start doing all the things he was doing. In, in a sense, we are DDP disciples who are kind of carrying on that work and that vision. And I tell everybody, I, th- last year I was talking to some guys up the softball field and one of the guys just had a heart attack and had surgery, so I lifted my shirt up to show him my scar. And he goes, wow, when did that happen? I said, 2014. And one of the guys sitting next to him goes, oh, is that when you got in shape? And I said, sadly, no. Let me tell you how I did. And I began to tell him the whole story. And I, I preach DDPY everywhere I go. And that's because that guy has a vision to help people. And that vision, it just multiplies out through the people whose lives have been touched by it. Nothing makes me happier than somebody to go, hey, man, I tried that DDPY you're talking about, and I signed up for it. It's like, great. <laughs> Let's stay in touch. Let's talk about it. I don't know how you're doing. So yeah. that's that's another one of the things that just I love about this program. I I got I got to tell you, do you know how many people are just dying to find out he's full of shit? Because people don't can't yeah. just wrap their head around somebody's just a, a good dude, but also he's very sincere. I remember I've been on you know a few calls where you know I got got some shit for some stuff and. You know, he's not going to run you down, but he's going to be honest with you, and he's not going to just, you know, blow smoke up your ass or anything like that. When I first started doing the program, and, you know, I was helping him do some of the media stuff. I was bringing some newspaper stuff, but he was out in the West Coast at the time. And, you know, when I joined, he would call every single person that had the program. Like, I was way back, and it it got too big, but he'd talk to everyone, and, and I just developed a relationship with him. So he'd be on the West Coast, and I'd get a call at, like, I've told this story a million times, so forgive me, anyone listening who's heard it. But I'd get a call at one <laughs> thirty a.m., and he'd just be full of all these ideas and just talking about them. And I always call those midnight ideas because, you know, at midnight I'm sitting there daydreaming in bed. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to become a, a, a professional boxer. And then I wake up in the morning. I'm I'm not going to become a professional boxer. You know, you, those ideas <laughs> that you get excited about right before bed, and then you wake up to the reality. But yeah. I always said that he'd have these ideas, except for when he woke up, he'd get this started on them. I'd be like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I can't be a boxer. I'm, you know, And I'm, to a point where my girl, well, my wife now, my girlfriend at the time, she'd say to me, she goes, yeah, is that Diamond Dallas Page? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, isn't he like really <laughs> famous? And I'm like, yeah, he's the world champion in all these movies. She goes, well, doesn't he have anything better to do than call you at 1.30 in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> He's one of those guys. (laughs) He's one of those guys that just, you know, everyone else would just look at the logistics and like that's almost impossible for me to do. When you woke up and the and the the clouds cleared, he's one of those guys that that does world doesn't exist. That word doesn't exist. Oh, it's fantastic. And I listened to uh, Positively Unstoppable, uh, you know, a few months ago because I listened to. I don't read much anymore. I listen in my truck because I drive quite a bit, but I'm going to listen to it again because everything you just got through saying is encapsulated in this man's life, probably from the time he was a kid all the way through now. Hey, I'm going to do this. Why can't I? Well, there's no good reason why I can't, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. And it reminds me of of the, 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 the parable of the bumblebee. You've probably heard it, but yeah, you know, it says that, uh, you know, because of the of the shape and the size of its wings in relation to the weight of its body, the you know, scientists have concluded that the bumblebee 
you know, cannot fly. But the bumblebee doesn't know this, so he goes ahead and flies anyway. Exactly. And I think that's exactly what people like DDP, that's the mindset they have. You know, you can tell me all day long why I can't, but I don't really understand what you're talking about, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And I admire that so much. I feed on that. You know, you get inspiration from that, really. I can't imagine sitting here knowing what I know and knowing that I can't imagine anyone going up to him saying that he can't do X, Y, Z. I I can't even fathom that because for me, knowing the Dallas that I know, he could pretty much do anything. I mean, I'm I'm convinced of it. I can just hear his response. Uh, here, hold my gluten-free beer. Right. <laughs> I I I have an experience, and if you go, I think I think it's on Chris uh, Gavarino, the Boston bad boy. He's the guy who does the, the, uh, yeah. the yeah. He does the uh, the pl- uh, not the plank, the black crows on top of everything. Well, I was I was driving DDP to a wrestling show, and, and I had to pick him up at his cousin's house in Rhode Island, and then we were going to Massachusetts and doing all kinds of TV, and it had been the longest day in the world, and I'm probably 32 <laughs> at the time, and he's like 50-something, and he's uh-huh. running circles around me, and all I want to do is lay down. So I said to him, and, I, and I've got the tightest jeans possible because I thought I looked pretty cool in those tight rock star jeans. And I had these, these cool like oh, gator awesome. Mark Nason boots on. And I, I said, to him, I said, eventually I want to be able to do a black crow. And he goes, we'll do one. And I'm like, what? And, and I made up 14 excuses off the top of my head. Like I had them in a wallet ready to go. And I'm like, so there's actually video of DDP telling me what I need to do. And I get there and he goes, well, just do it. I'm like, well, I don't have shoes. He goes, I'll take your shoes off. And I'm like, oh. So I get down on the black row and split my pants all the way from the front to the back. <laughs> if you go on Chris Gavarino's, and DDP oh. was laughing so hard at me, and I'm like, you know, but and then he, so I tried to like I oh, shake it off, I'm like all right, well, and, and he says to me, he goes, well now you got more room in your pants, try again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's classic. That is so there's, great. There's actually video of that if you search out the Boston Bad Boys video. <laughs> I got I got some awesome. things to look up when I get off the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely! Oh, but, that's fantastic! You know, it, it was awesome to talk to you, and 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 it's awesome to see how much success you've had. Now, just to go over real quick, you know, you started out. Uh, how much? What what have you done since you started? Weight loss or flexibility? Anything? Any milestones that you're really proud of that uh, really yeah. just stood out to you? Yeah, yeah. The the measurements, of course. Uh, are are big because you know I took the measurements. I've been using the jack straps for a few months, and so definitely have gained quite a bit of muscle. Gained uh, you know measurements on the biceps and stuff. Weight loss uh, probably right around twenty five to twenty eight pounds. Um, I didn't weigh this morning. It was, it was supposed to be my weigh in this morning, but I got to weigh in tomorrow. But uh, when I got back from my, I just had a three. Here's another NSV real quick that I'll just share with you that that was huge for me. I had a three week assignment out of town for work. Just I left November third, and I was working nights, so it was five p.m. to five a.m. And uh, in times past, I would have just said, "Screw the workouts, screw the diet, 
I'll just worry about it when I get back home. I got too many other things to worry about here. This is a you know, pretty stressful assignment. I got to get this done. But I really watched the nutrition and worked out a few days when I was out there. But then when I got back, I immediately got back to the mat and started doing my three workout a day kind of average beat. And for me, that was the biggest NSV was that this is an indication to me that this is now not a fad. This is not just a short-lived fling. This is something I'm going to do the rest of my life. So I may not do DDP every single day of my life for the rest of my life, but I will be doing DDPY for the rest of my life. If I miss a few days, I'm going to get back into it. So as far as the weight goes, I'm probably 25 pounds down. But like I said, the biggest things for me are the uh, increased uh, flexibility. I don't pull muscles. I don't, uh, I don't have sore joints when I wake up. I don't have stiff joints. Uh, and, and I think the, the most, kind of the most awesome thing for me, even though it's somewhat intangible, is the mindset that I am not a 60-year-old grandfather. I'm a 60-year-old athlete who happens to have a five-year-old granddaughter, and Amen. I'm going to go play ball with her. So, wow, that that's, that's beautiful. That's, in a nutshell, that's what I'm. That's what I've learned through this whole process. Wow, and you know, uh, that's 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 the ball game right there. It's not about yeah. uh, you're doing it for everything that it's about. All the right reasons, all the important reasons. And I'm sure your 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 kids and your grandkids and all this stuff are are so grateful too because, you know, being somebody who watched their father deteriorate physically, you know, unhealthy, just you know, weight and stuff, it's it's yeah. tragic and it's heartbreaking. And to have that ability to go, and just you know, have you in their lives is is so amazing and important. And I'm I'm sure they're super super grateful for the work you've put in for them. They really are. I'll tell you real quick. I know we got to go, but I'll tell you a quick funny story. I was out there a few weeks ago, and so I was at my son and my son's house and my daughter-in-law. They're the ones that have my granddaughter, and so we were playing on the floor. And I said, "Come on, Kenzie, let's do some five-second push-ups." And uh, so she gets on the floor with me, and so I'm like, you know, going down one, two, three, counted it down, held it, pushed back up, and my daughter-in-law looked at my son, who's 31, and she says, "Wow, Blake." How does it feel to have your dad be in better shape than you are? <laughs> and so he's like, I think you and I need to talk about this DDPY program. <laughs> I said, oh. I said, son, if I can, if I can share anything with you, start now. Don't wait yep. until you're, you know, 20 years down the road. Start now. So, it, so yeah, you're right. It's, it, so it, true. it's changed the ball game of, you know, the boys sitting in the hospital room with me, you know, seven years ago and wondering if I was going to make it out of the hospital to, you know, all right, you know, barring any weird thing or maybe it's just his time to go or anything like that. My dad's doing everything he can to be here for us, to be present for us, to be present for the, the grandkids. And it's definitely changed that relationship. You know, it, it's – it's created a, a, mute, a, a respect on that level that is notable. So that's a great call out. 
I'm you so know, proud of you. Looking, looking at you, you laying in that hospital bed, you know, triple bypass, that's a, that's a huge deal. You know, there's a chance that you never left. There's a chance that you would, you, these past seven years wouldn't have existed. And the fact that you've been working so hard to, to kind of just make the most of that, you know, getting out, you kind of have the funk at the beginning, but you realize what it's all worth it. And, you know, sitting in that hospital bed, anything you want to tell that guy right now? wondering what the hell's next oh yeah yeah what i would have told him at that point was here's your chance don't blow it your second chance don't blow it look at all the things that got you here all the crappy eating you know all the terrible lifestyle choices of uh you know smoking cigarettes for a while or you know laying around when you should have been out walking around getting some exercise you know don't blow it and i think that I got that message somewhat at first, but if I could go back and say it now, I would say, listen, in about three months, you're going to forget about this. So do something, put pictures on the wall, put reminders in your calendar, do something to remind yourself that you are worth this. You know, I, I don't want to keep talking on, but very quickly, I'll just tell you that I was in a nutrition class right after my surgery with another bunch of people that had just had heart surgery. And one guy raised his hand. He was an old truck driver. He goes, I got a question for you. He's like, I'm 67 years old. And I just, uh, you know, had a, uh, a bypass. So what I'm thinking is, I can go ahead and eat like I did and I can do all the things I did before. And I got another 67 years before I have to have another one. Well, we all mm-hmm. kind of laughed, nope. you know, but then I'm like, this is kind of sad because that was the mindset of a lot of people. Oh, this is great. I'm fixed now. I can just go ahead. and. But again, it goes back to the, it doesn't matter how long you live. It's what's that quality of life. That's the message yep. I would get across to the guy laying in that bed. And, and I hope you know you seem now. to. Yeah, and I hope so too. And it seems like you got that message loud and clear. And and I'm I'm really uh, happy for you. That's a huge change. And congratulations because uh, there's a lot of people who 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 don't who don't make those choices and don't Thank take advantage of that opportunity. It. So I appreciate it. I hope you come back and keep us updated. It was awesome hearing you and uh, hearing your story. And we appreciate you coming on, especially last minute. Well, thank you guys so much. It's been my honor and my privilege, and I really appreciate this opportunity. So really appreciate the work you guys are doing as well. It's very uh, oh. very encouraging to all of us. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you so much, man. Congratulations. And if you, uh, do you have any, uh, any pages or social media you want to put out there or anything, you, any blogs? or? Uh, well, the only one that I would probably push is uh, for anybody who is in the DDPY Yoga group, but would like to get involved with uh, kind of a smaller group of true warriors that really, really push each other and help each other out. There's a page out there called the Tiger Battalion, and it's uh, it's led by a guy named Scott French, who also Scott now French. is getting very, yeah, very heavily involved in the Warriors Purpose workouts with DDPY. Um, but if anybody's looking for a group that will help them to uh, you know, maybe be, increase some accountability in their lives and some encouragement. We got some guys much like myself, 60-year-old guys that uh, are fighting back in the hands of time. 
And uh, so we've got everybody in that group from all ages, all backgrounds, all races, all genders. It's just a really, really great group of people. So, And Scott French is one of the most awesome, genuine guys I've ever met. So hmm. um, I would I would highly encourage anybody to seek that out if they're looking for uh, a group that's really going to hold them accountable and encourage them and help them in their journey. Very good, man. We appreciate you. And uh, every show here, uh, Crystal wraps us up with an awesome quote of the week, and I'm guessing tonight will be no exception. Crystal, let's get us out of here. Yes, sure. Um, I don't know who wrote it, but this is this week's quote. Um, Results happen over time, not overnight. Work hard, stay consistent, and be patient with yourself. Uh, I love it. And with all anonymous quotes, per usual, I'm claiming that as my own. It's now mine. It's on. (laughs) Wow. It's by Michael Mullins. Mike, how would you come up with that? It's, just, it's a gift. <laughs> we'll see you guys soon. Yeah. Right. Thank, Thank you, guys. Here. Really appreciate it. <laughs> you guys. See ya. Oh. man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh. Into the diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond wow. cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.